Omega level. Omega level. Omega level. No other being has ever had the might, nay, the nobility. Hey, how's it going? It's your boy, Jersh Manhunter. Make sure you check out our social medias, Instagram, Omega underscore level underscore podcast, and at Facebook, Omega Level Podcast. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can find us at Omega Level Podcast. Man, that's a lot of podcasts, but here we go. Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, sure, that's a thing, and all of the other ones. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Omega Level. As always, I am your host, Nick, sitting here with my fat, stupid, esteemed co-host, Steven. How come I'm never the person that does the intro? Is it because I just don't have the energy for it? That and because, <laughs> from what I understand, most people don't like you. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. If they heard your voice when they first hit play, they're like, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to go to sleep now. We're going to find something else. Wait, what? I said I'm not trying to go to sleep now. What do you mean? Like, oh, get put to sleep, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ASMR Steven. <laughs> Oh, man, that would be hilarious. I love this show, but I can't get through 20 minutes of falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be good for business, huh? All right, so what do you have for everyone today? We're going to talk about episode four <laughs> of The Mandalorian. We're going to talk about episode one of The Harley Quinn Show and X-Men issue two, Marauders issue two, and we're going to dabble on Harley in issue two. It's neither of us remember that much because we both read it when it first came out. <laughs> Eh, I read it like a week ago. Did you? I read it the day it came out. I just read a lot of comics that day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wednesdays are a big comic day for me. I read a ton. And then usually, like, the rest on Saturday. I don't know why I wait till Saturday. like an $85 day coming up. Do you really? Yeah. Fuck, man. Why, why so expensive? Because everything comes out. Because it's the day before Christmas. Or the week before Christmas. Nothing oh. comes out on Christmas Day. Yeah, so they're putting so like everything. Just like, make money. <laughs> Last chance, go. <laughs> yeah, I don't have near that much. At all, like, I don't. I think my every X Men title comes out, so you've got at least. Wait, are you like, serious? Yeah, so you're spending at least twenty four bucks. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize they all came out on one day. Yep. Hmm. Yep. We're gonna double down. That yeah, I also don't pull as many titles as you do right now. I'm pulling like twenty something titles. Yeah, I think I'm only pulling like eleven. That's still quite a bit. I didn't even know you were pulling that many. Mm-hmm. I, I read like all the X Men. I knew you were pulling King Thor and oh, you had a Deadpool, didn't you? I had a Deadpool, Captain Marvel. Uh, oh. Next month, I'll have Star and Thor. I pull Last Stop and all the Harley books. Three of right now. Really? Three offshoots. Harley and Ivy. Uh, Criminal San- Criminal Insanity? Joker, Harley, Criminal Insanity, or Criminal no, Sanity, and then Harleen. Okay. Yeah. But Harleen's got like one more issue. Right. And Criminal Insanity, I think, is also only three. It's the black label, so it's only got two more. That one's really fucking not good. Not all black labels are only three issues, by the way, because I know there's like a new one. Oh, are they not? Out, like called Last God. I think it's going to be an ongoing thing that's under the black label. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, also Hill House comics are under the black label. Are they really? Which is weird, yeah. I didn't know that. It's like DC Black Label presents, uh, Joe Hill presents Hill House comics. <laughs> it's just like, well, that's a big ass like house name. It's weird. Yeah, I didn't know Hill had, uh, or Hill House was under DC. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know who he is, right? Yeah, it's Stephen King's son. Yeah. He wrote that fucking movie Horn or that movie. He didn't want to be horns. dragged down by his father's name. So. <laughs> <laughs> dragged down by one of the most recognized authors of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you on that. It's cool though that he decided he's like, I don't want to be associated with my dad and just get sales because of that. I want to yeah. be because of my own writing. Nick Cage. But now everybody knows. Nicholas Cage did the same thing. Oh really? Yeah, his uncle is Francis Ford Coppola, the guy that did the fucking Godfather trilogy. 
Mm. So when he became an actor, he was like, mm, I'm not going to use Coppola, which is my real last name. He also turned down a role in one of the Godfathers because, again, he didn't want to use his family to make it. Man, I would take every shortcut I could get. <laughs> <laughs> if Coppola is my grandfather, been like, can I not be the Godfather? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, right. That's cool, though. Yeah, it, that's commendable. I've never read anything by Joe Hill. Well, I read the first volume of Lock and Key, which is really cool. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He does that. I've heard that's really good. The first volume is amazing. I just haven't been able to find the other ones yet because, like, I know whenever you fi- go to like most comic book stores, they have like the first volume for everything, but not yeah, and so nothing much else. Everything else, yeah, it's weird. Like, hope you don't get into it because that's all we got. Yeah, I did buy the second one at Comics Unlimited. Uh, she's got the third one on the way. She already had four and five. I just haven't bought those yet because I've spent way too much money already. Oh, you already bought the second volume? Yeah. So you're just getting it all on trade. I think there's five or six of them. You're just gonna get all the trades. Yeah. I don't think you can find individuals. You're not going to scour down all 37 individuals? What are you doing, <laughs> Stephen? <laughs> Speaking of that, I just did that for Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye series that won uh, an Eisner, like oh, a comic award. I think I read some of those. It's like most of the covers are just like kind of like most of the covers are just two colors. Yeah, and I it's think. the Kate Bishop story. Yeah, okay. Well, I think at some point it becomes her story, right? No, her. All right. So Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye is the Hawkeye story after they introduced Kate Bishop. So in the introducer, it's about Hawkeye and Kate Bishop and Hawkeye training her. And then Kelly Thompson falls after, and it's about Kate Bishop in L.A., I think, or San Francisco as Hawkeye. I think Clint might feature in it, but it is fully Kate's story. Okay, I guess I didn't read her stuff then. I didn't read all those. It follows right after, but instead of buying the three trades I could have bought, I went and tracked down every first print and bought all of them. Damn. So those are always being, all being sent to me. I only spent like 50-something bucks on them. I actually spent less than if I would have bought them all brand new, including shipping. Because I found like deals and shit, and people were selling them for, on eBay. So it's the holiday time; people are trying to make money. Okay. I also bought the full series run of Mr. and Mrs. X because I have it digitally, but not physical. Or no, I don't have that one. I just read that one, and I bought the Rogan Gambit because I have that digitally, but not physical. And I bought X Men Gold Thirty where they get married. So I've got all of that shit coming Zan- to me. Was Zan- Xandara the character? Xandra. Xandra. There mm-hmm. we go. Okay. So what about her? Deadpool. Yeah. Okay, uh, when I read that, I was like, wait, is that who I think that is? Right, wait, what are you talking about? I thought she was the person that was born from the egg in Mr. and Mrs. X. Yeah, she is. Okay, and they mentioned her in Deadpool 1. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, okay. Deadpool was around when it happened. Yeah, like, uh, mentioned Deadpool, that was mentioned in New Mutants. Yeah, you're right, New Mutants, yeah, yeah. You said Deadpool, and it kind of confused me, but then I was like, no, no, yeah, it's Deadpool, because <laughs> Deadpool's around, but no, yeah, New Mutants, is. that's why I was like, oh my god, this is fucking incredible. Yeah, they brought Xandra back, okay, and yeah. Hickman is writing New Mutants, so that means that he has At big plans. the first arc. Yeah, well, it means he's got big plans for Xandra, which I love. Thank god they brought her back. She is so fucking dope. I don't remember, like, she came from an egg? Yeah. Where that was they, just the, the form she was, from? that was the form she was taking, so was not, people wouldn't think that she was a harm. Oh, okay. And then when she, like, hatched and came out of the egg, she took Rogue's form, because it's the first person she saw. And then she created her own form and her own name from her mother and father, Xavier and Lilandra. What the fuck? Yeah. Xavier's her dad? Yeah, you don't remember that? Xavier's her father and the Shi'ar um, previous empire, emperor, goddess, uh, Lilandra is her mother. They did it? Yeah. What? Dude, Xavier has, this Xavier has like three or four kids all from different people. He'd be getting around. <laughs> How can a cripple? <laughs> <laughs> Xavier, get around. I don't know, man. He impregnates him with his mind. That's weird. His son, Legion, is also, like, that's another one of his kids that's just ultra mega powerful for no fucking reason. You know about Legion, right? Isn't that um, Xavier's and Magneto's? No, I don't think he has anything to do with Magneto. I could be wrong. It's David Heller, I think is his name. He has, like, multiple personality disorder, and every personality has a different superpower. 
What? Yeah. There was one arc. How's that happened? There was one arc a while ago where he was able to like have cognizance of them all, and he like saved the reality and recreated or something fucking stupid like that. He's like a broken ass character. He's Franklin Richards, but interesting. <laughs> I don't know. All right, whatever. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Comics be getting nuts. Yeah, for no reason. For no reason at all. <laughs> What's his power? He's got 400, but they're all locked in a different personality. Why? Why not? Ah, damn. Yeah. All right, so that's like before Split. <laughs> oh, yeah, way before Split. <laughs> There's actually an FX show uh, called Legion, about Legion. I think it went like three seasons and they wrapped up, but they oh, told like the really? story they wanted to tell in three or four seasons. That's all the guy wanted. Hmm. Yeah. I've heard it's really fucking good. Aubrey Plaza plays some weird-ass character in it. I see her like every now and then do like interviews talking about it, but I don't know anybody else that's in it. I've heard it's really fucking good. It's like loosely a comic book show. Oh, loosely. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I mean, there's a lot of comic book TV shows as well now. Yeah. And I watch pretty much none of them. <laughs> I've watched a lot of them. A lot of them. I was really loving The Gifted, and they fucking canceled it. That made me so mad. I don't know what that one is. Well, it starred Polaris. The only one I love is uh, The Boys. The Boys is great. The Gifted had Polaris in it, Magneto's daughter. It was fucking dope. Apparently they, uh, I think they finished wrapping season two of The Boys recently. I wouldn't be surprised. They were probably already filming season three. Damn. With as fast as they moved, dude, one was out and they were already filming two. Well, how, when do you think that we'll get it then? Didn't it two? say like mid-2020? Well, yeah, we're definitely getting it next year. Probably right before or right well, around the summer. I know it definitely is coming out next God, around summer. Probably. Why do we have to wait so long? <laughs> <laughs> Can they just film it and put it up the next day? Oh, they finished filming. What's the hurt? Or <laughs> all the, what's all the, the special effects. <laughs> oh, come on. I can't take. How long has it got to take to render? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a while. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about Mando. The Mandalorian episode four. I personally feel like this was the weakest episode yet. No, I agree. But I really liked the story that it had. Yeah, I overall liked it. I just didn't. Uh, I don't know. Whoever that new character they introduced was. I don't even. I didn't love her that much. The mercenary? Yeah. Dude, I, lo- I loved her. I've been waiting this whole time to see her come on screen. That's Gina Carano. She used uh, to be an MMA fighter. I hope she doesn't stick around forever. I hope she does. She used to be an MMA fighter, and now she's an actress. Dude, she's amazing. Oh. I love Gina Carano. Yeah, it wasn't like the greatest performance in the world, but like it wasn't like she was bad. I thought the character was interesting, and she used to be a shock trooper. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Well, that's just like, you know, your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad the episode ended the way it did with him being like, oh, shit, no matter where I go with this little kid, people are going to be tracking him until I kill everybody. Yeah, I was somewhat hoping that little dude got assassinated because that would be totally unexpected. The Yoda? Yeah, yeah, for a second they had me thinking it was going to happen. I was like, oh, they're about to kill the internet. <laughs> yeah. I know why they didn't because people would be like, oh, right, not watching anymore. I love yeah. Baby Yoda. People are dumb, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen all the memes now with Baby Yoda sipping tea? No, I haven't, seen, I haven't the seen the sipping uh, tea memes. Have you not? I've Did seen he's... him... Uh, I saw someone 3D print like him reaching for something and made that like a Christmas tree topper. Uh, pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, he was the new Gerber baby. I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his sipping tea thing is like taking over Kermit's sipping tea meme. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but everyone's rendering him like blue so it doesn't get found because Disney's pulling them all down. Something to do with copyright issues. I, I don't know two, what it was. Two critici- oh, two main criticisms for this episode. Uh, one is I find it hard to believe that lasers don't shoot through frying pans. Because when he's like training the villagers and like that one girl like at the beginning who you see uh, lose everything and you know she's gonna be like kind of a focus on the episode. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, she's just like nailing that one frying pan over and over and over. I was like, lasers don't go through these. <laughs> You're telling me frying pans are like sturdier than stormtrooper armor. Intergalactic frying pans? Yes. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, apparently. Uh, f- yes, stormtroopers wear plastic. Mm-hmm. It's barely anything. It's just for a look. Oh, and I thought it was a little dumb that uh, the ATST stopped right before their little trap. It was to about cre- to take the step in, then it like backtracked. I was like, no one would do that. To like create tension. Yeah, that was the only reason. It was very. Uh, it was. It was honestly anticlimactic. It worked against what they were trying to do. I felt. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like we know it's going to happen. It's like this is not a good way to do it. It should have like stopped before and like pinned them down before they got to it and they were able to escape and then it just ran into it or something. Yeah, I thought it should have like yeah been almost stepping in and then like I don't know went somewhere else and they had to try and like trick it back maneuver it back. Yeah. yeah, instead of just stopping right in front of it like oh I know something bad's down there I'm not going to move. Yeah, I was it's like that's a little hmm. dumb, but whatever. Yeah. Overall, it's still a solid episode. I mean, yeah, uh, it's still good. We got a lot of cute Yoda moments. I mean, it was one or two. Yeah, I love little baby. Yoda. Everybody loved that thing. Yeah, dude. can we play with him? <laughs> He's awesome, man. I like him. Yeah, not a whole lot to say on this episode, really. I, mean, I did think, good, but I great. thought it was uh, for a moment. I thought he was gonna hook up with that villager girl. I really did. But too. I was like, oh yeah, this is Disney. They can't have sex. <laughs> it just turns into a. I porn guess for they could have minutes. alluded to him like uh, taking off his helmet and like getting jiggy with her, but. I'm glad he didn't, because that would have been kind of dumb. Maybe gl- at the end of the show, he'll go back to that village and then, like, I don't know, give them a little Mandalorian to keep. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, really like that they um, illustrated when he can and can't take his helmet off, right? Because it's unbelievable that they never do it. How's Dude, he going to fucking. so bad. Yeah, how's he going to eat and, like, shower and take care of himself and shit? So, like, I like that they showed that he will do it when there's, like, no one around. Like, they have to wait until they know they're going to be alone and they can eat and stuff like that. You know, I thought it was kind of dumb because he kind of took his helmet off, like, next to that Watching out that fucking window. window. I was like, nobody saw his face. Come on now. All the kids just turn and stare at him. He's like, oh, fuck. Starts shooting them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of dumb. But I like the overall sentiment. And also, I found out just, like, yesterday that apparently the person playing Mando is uh, Pedro Pasquale. Yeah. Yeah, the Viper. You didn't know that? No. You can't tell from his voice and every time we've seen his face? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is he actually voicing him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He sounds so white. And like we don't know, but people are, like, they say, they think that he probably is also in the suit at all times other than stunts and stuff. Like he's actually doing the performance. But we don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't know. It could just be a voice performance. Apparently people have like taken photos of on set like, and trying to release those. Like, this is what he looks like. It's like we know. Like, we already know. We know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a fucking actor. We I know who he is. I know, but that's cool. I, I really like Pedro Pascual, dude. He's a great actor. I hope he does more. Keep, people keep saying it's like he's not in the performance. I'm like, but I mean, there's not really much to it. Yeah, it's I like mean, portraying Jason Voorhees or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like there's a lot required of him. Kind of just there. Yeah, it's about the story, not necessarily the character. Well, yeah, but he does still have to be like pretty cool. I mean, he is pretty cool. I like that he gets his ass whipped in every confrontation and still comes out ahead because he is like his strength of will is that strong. It's that much. It's like he won't lose. Read Berserk, dude. <laughs> no, I'm good. Wow. I don't, read, right. I don't read kids' books. <laughs> God damn it, Nick. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I like the episode. It's the weakest How one so far. How many episodes are we going to have? Like 10? It goes until the week. Before the new Star Wars movie. So I think we only have like three or four more left. 
What? Mm-hmm. That's it? I think so. I think it's only Is six Is it going to continue eight. after? No, I think it ends then, and then the next week we get Rise of Skywalker. It like leads into, it doesn't lead into that story to be named, but it leads into that time, so you're like, oh, next week another Star Wars thing. Yeah, it's but the like, then it's done? Yeah. Oh, that's Season fun. one, at least. I'm sure there'll be more seasons of Mandalorian. Oh, I know there will be. Unless like, they we're kill We're getting them. more Clone Wars soon, too. Are we really? Yeah, you didn't know they're going to continue that show? Uh-uh. I don't think I heard that. Yeah. I really need to watch that shit. Me too. I've heard it's like really incredible after the first two seasons. Like the first two seasons are really childish. Like they were made for kids. And after that, they're like, okay, well, let's expand this to make it where like everyone can watch it. And I've watched like six or eight episodes of season one, and it's it's a chore. It's I've watched half of chore. it, and it's not terrible. Most it, of it's pretty good. It was There's so a Jar Jar episode that sucked. It was so fucking campy, and like when they speak, it's like they're speaking for kids to understand them. And I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> anyway, it was hard to get to. But I need to go ahead and just do it, because I know it's got the mall story, which I've seen a bunch of clips from and shit, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And I need to watch Rebels, because I really like the Kanan uh, comic series that leads into Rebels, so I need to read. I'll watch that. Did you say that you listened to the... Th- Thrall? No, I'm listening to Plagueis right now. Oh, Plagueis. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to do the Bane trilogy? Yeah, yeah. And then I might do Thrawn. I'm not sure. I've heard Thrawn's pretty cool, but I don't know anything about that character. I don't really care about him, but it's canon, so I'll probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Plagueis and Bane are no longer canon, but... Plagueis is canon? The book is not canon. Now. Oh, really? Yeah, the book like, oh. is about his life and uh, the rise of uh, Palpatine, and it's not canon anymore. Head canon. Yeah, it should still be also, canon. Also, Bane happened forever ago, so I don't see why it can't be. Bane, the character is canon, but those trilogies of books that explain his entire life are not canon any longer. How is he still considered canon? Because he created the rule of two. Oh. But when's that mentioned in anything that's canon? In all the fucking movies. The Rule of Two is mentioned in the original trilogy. They didn't say Bane, though, did they? No, but I'm pretty sure it's still, like, accepted canon that Bane created it. It may not even be canon that Bane created it anymore, but he's supposed to. Okay. And actually, no. Bane is mentioned and seen in Rebels, which is canon, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, he's seen? Like, as a ghost, I assume? As a, either a force ghost or a memory of somebody, like a holocron memory or something. But yeah, from what I remember, he is seen in that show. That's cool. Yeah. Bane's pretty fucking dope, dude. He was a beast. Anyways, Harley, bro. Harley episode one. My main, my only gripe with the show, because it was overall Let's pretty go. solid, was like it kind of curses a lot, which oh. you wouldn't expect me to complain about something like that, especially with like if you listen to me talk. But I feel like they were trying to like make it a point like, hey, we're mature. We're yeah. going to say motherfucker and bitch a lot. To be honest, that's my chief criticism with the Titan show is that they curse all the time. And sometimes it's like you can fucking tell it was thrown in there yeah. just to have it be like, Make sure we get that adult rating. Yeah. It's an adult show. It's like, dude, why did they just walk into there and be like, is that fucking bacon? Was that necessary? Could have been like, are you cooking bacon? Yeah. yeah. Like, it was unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Titans does that often. I can I can see Rick coming home with Harley because it was like every other line they were saying fuck. It's like, dude, we get it. It's, yeah. It's not for kids. We understand. Let's make it sound more natural. Right. Yeah. But yeah, the god damn, it is violent. Dude, it was violent <laughs> as fuck. Way more than I thought it would be for a 20-minute episode. Several people blew up. Yeah, dude. It was dope. And she shoved Claymore inside someone's mouth. <laughs> like, oh, also the Joker-gram. At the that was amazing. End. That was insane. That was awesome. That was pretty funny because... Like, you don't find this attractive, right? No, I mean, obviously, like, someone sending you someone to blow themselves up is super attractive. But no, I'm, this doesn't get me anymore. I'm over him. <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah. Dude, uh, so. the dude's, like, leg off with a mallet, like, broken (laughs) elbow. It's, like, it was hardcore. I really liked Kaylee Cuoco as Harley. I think she's really fucking good. It's a different take, and I like it. It's not Tara Strong, and it never will be. 
Lake Bell, though, I think is my favorite performance on the show about Poison Ivy. Yeah, yeah. she's Poison Ivy, and I think she gave my favorite performance. And she's like, I can't say she's my favorite character because Harley's my favorite character, like period. But I'm really loving this take on Poison Ivy. She, yeah, she was sounded hilarious. very natural, very natural Which, and very funny. I don't know, is that a weird thing to say about a cartoon? No, like, but I get, what you, I get what you mean. Like character coming from an animated thing sounding natural. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like the best example of that to me is when her and Harley go to see the Joker, and the Joker's doing this all bullshit. And he was like, "Should I tell you why?" And Poison Ivy was like, "Yeah, sure. Please continue with your bullshit." And he like pushes her in the face out of the camera. They had to have filmed that or done the audio together in like um, Alan Tudyk, who's Joker, and her at the same time because it float that sentence structure flowed so seamlessly with him talking and her talking and him talking again. It had to have been done in that moment, and it really sounded like she was pushed away from the microphone, like the action happened. Oh, it could have. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, that felt so like quote unquote real. And I was like, oh man, that was so well done. I've watched this episode twice now, and I'll probably watch it one or two more times before the second one comes out. Damn. Dude, it's Harley. That's my favorite character in all of comics, and I, there's finally a show that's about her. I'm glad she's not going to be in the leotard the entire show. I am too. I'm glad they got that out of the way in episode one and the Joker out of the way in episode one. Those first 10 fucking 12 minutes are fucking rough for Harley fans. My God. <laughs> Why? Because it's just her being shit on? It was in, it was insane regression all over the screen. It's like, man, it's like we haven't read comics the past five but fucking it's years. To, it's to drive home the point that she's going to leave. That this is exactly, yeah. Like I get this is where they're starting the story, so they have to do it like that. I'm just really glad it wasn't half the season. They did it in the first fucking episode and half the episode. We spent a year in the first episode. Yeah, I know. Thankfully. There's the most unrealistic thing about this uh, episode is the fact that Harley Quinn stayed in Arkham for a year. Uh, for a year just waiting. <laughs> You're right? telling me that n- there was like not a breakout every other day that she could have participated mm-hmm. in? Yeah. Also, I love how they broke out. I do, too. Uh, <laughs> I ate a watermelon <laughs> and shit out the seed, or uh, an orange and shit out the seed. <laughs> and apparently, yeah, that was... Uh, that. <laughs> that plant life from his poop was enough for like, <laughs> Ivy to stage a riot and yep. break out. Dude, the funniest line to me was when Harley's waiting for Joker and Calendar Man is there with his fucking family oh, and his son brings him the, the cactus and the guards like tackle him and burn the cactus. Like, you can't bring a plant around here. Poison Ivy is here. No wonder your fucking daughter, your father can't remember your birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, dude. I was rolling when he said that. I just thought it was funny that they included Calendar Man. Dude, I that's get awesome. more minor characters like that. Like, uh, mm-hmm condiment man and like the Just rat king or whatever stupid shit yeah mr pig dude mr pig's not stupid though that character's badass he's pretty cool he's demented uh, as fuck dude I professor mean, pig yeah oh dude he's oh he's demented as hell i love that character never read a story that he's been in but i like him i read something not he long was in ago Arkham origins i think i read something not long ago that he was in i'm trying to remember what the fuck it was now maybe it was a batgirl series i don't remember now I read something he was in, dude, and it was it was pretty devious. I like Pig. I Do you like think pig. the DC universe is gonna stick around? No, it's gone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that shit is fucking over. You think so? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think is gonna happen to it? And all I, the shows. I think the shows sell them off. No, uh, HBO. They'll go. The ones that actually get viewership will go to HBO Max. It's like Titans is already having a third season. That'll probably go to HBO Max for as long as it stays around. Who's Harley, watching that though? Fucking everyone that has it. That's what, dude. It's so fucking good. I so find good. that so hard to believe. Because you're a doubter and a hater and a piece of shit. I mean, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm it's not really always good. wrong. <laughs> Pretty often you are. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> it's good, man. It's very, at times, CW, you can tell that it was developed in mind to be in that universe. But That's how I felt about the first three episodes of Swamp Thing. 
That sucks. But it's very fucking adult. And, like, the action's really fucking good. The performances are incredible. They're better than every other, just about every other superhero show. The performances are better. The production quality is really fucking good. But at times, it still falls back into that, oh, yeah, this is a Greg Berlanti production. Was That's the guy that runs the CW universe. Oh. The Arrowverse. Then you get him the fuck out of there, then. I mean, yes and no, they all have this soapy feel to them. But fuck, man, at least there's someone out there that's like, hey, assholes, we're putting comic book shows on TV. Fuck you, we're doing it. At least there's someone doing that. What do you mean? This is the only DC show. DC shows on TV are on CW. He's the only person out there like, hey, let's fucking put these on TV. <sighs> yeah, but is even though I don't watch them and I don't, I don't like Arrow. At least we got it. Arrow's so bad. I fell off Flash, but at least we're getting it. Legends of Tomorrow. At least we're getting it. Supergirl and Batwoman. At least we're getting these shows. Black Lightning. At least they're being put on fucking TV. Yeah, but I'd rather them be good. I mean, some of them are good. Flash was good for what I saw. I need to pick it back up. Everyone's like favorite one is Flash. I don't even like that character, but the the half the first season I watched was really you don't fucking like Flash? awesome. No, I mean it's fucking boring. How? He, he runs fast, dude. Who fucking cares? Are you kidding me? No, I'm dead ass serious, man. Dude. I do not care. I love his whole universe and the Speed he Force and all so that shit. But Speed Force. Yeah. He can literally vibrate into another reality. Which flash is it? Uh, he can fucking create lightning with his hands, like create tornadoes. I like I like Barry because he's really funny. I don't like Wally. He can like put his hand in your chest and just squish your heart. Mm, woohoo! Gotta catch me first. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just never been that intriguing to me. I don't know. The same reason I don't really care about Quicksilver. I'll say the problem with him is the fact that like they use the Speed Force to like somehow science their way out of anything. Literally everything. In the most nonsensical ways. Heroes in crisis. We just try and ignore that. That's all I got to say. <laughs> we try to ignore that. Yeah, because it was fucking Speed awful. Speed Force didn't even fix that, though. Which no, weird, but it. the Flash being quick was the entire crux of it. Well, yeah. That's what that's it all amounted to. It's like, wow, this is, is fucking dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb. Did you know it could have been so interesting if it was actually Booster that did it. Did you know Swamp Thing can uh, manifest himself into another reality through the green? Really? Yeah, apparently. Is it the Speed Force? Yeah. Is, <laughs> okay. it, is it somehow controlling it? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know a lot about Swamp Thing. I tend to not read about characters that aren't cool. Wow. <laughs> no, I just uh, found, out about, about, I found out about that the other day, and I was like, damn. Another Omega level thing he can do. <laughs> That's badass. I would just want to see a Swamp Thing story where he just, like, murders the DC Universe. Have you watched the comics explained episode Beyond Omega Level Swamp Thing? Yeah, that's what I mentioned that for. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. Is that where they talk about it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I figured you have that bookmark. Do you watch it, like, every fucking day? <laughs> like, you're damn right he is. Play it again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was happy <laughs> when I saw that. I was like, finally. Was that's it good? What, yeah. That's yeah. why I was like, that's why I learned that he can go into another reality. I was like, damn, dude, that's insane. Was that the only thing you didn't know that it talked about? Pretty much. I also <laughs> didn't know that he could. I don't know why I didn't realize that he could do this, but he can uh, obviously make people hallucinate with like plant like hallucinogens yeah. and create like uh, an abundance of acid and shoot it at people. Oh, he can create acid? Yeah. That's because certain plants are acidic. And I was like, he can uh, of course concentrate that. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? That's I so guess it makes sense. Anything a plant can do, he can fucking do it. Yeah, except better. <laughs> it, pretty much anything you've ever seen poison ivy do with the pheromones and shit, he could probably do the same shit. Except like 10 times better. Well, maybe not with the pheromones. He also mentioned that video that we probably have yet to see the peak of Swamp Thing, which is so true. And not 10 times better. She is the green now. You need to accept it and move on. <laughs> 
You notice how in the Harley Quinn episode they said that you can't have a plant within 40 yards of her? Yeah. He wouldn't be in jail. <laughs> he is the plant. <laughs> Why have we not gotten that, that series yet? Where is the Swamp Thing and Poison Ivy team up to kill everything and nothing can stop Because he doesn't need her to team up. Uh, they have teamed up at some point. Yeah, that's broken as fuck, though. He He's already broken. Yeah. She, she would be a hindrance to him. <laughs> fuck you, Steven. <laughs> Oh, man, you're going to hate when she's the new leader of the parliament. Oh, I'll freak out. I think she already is, I will actually. riot. I think she already is. No, she's not. Yeah, I thought she was. Uh, the parliament of fuck. flowers is what it's called now or whatever? Is she not the head? The parliament of Flo- Floronic Man is. No fucking way. Yeah. That character is so lame. <laughs> I hate the Floronic Man, dude. He's so fucking dumb. Are you sure it is? Yeah. Damn. Because they were clearly setting up to be Ivy, and they had mentioned in something I was reading about Ivy, like... She herself had said something about the the parliament of the parliament of flowers was like calling her or something like calling to her like never before. Well, they're not really like a good force at the moment. Oh, because Florent Man took it over. Well, I mean that, and they're very young. What is the parliament of flowers? It's the parliament of trees. Just parliament of trees got fucking murdered, dude. Yeah, and then came back as the parliament of flowers. Yeah, they have no no memories of like all those people or anything like that. Oh, it's like a brand new entity now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's why they seem kind of somewhat like evil. So where's Swampy at? Being all depressed and shit. What a fucking little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I need to read the uh, Justice League Dark Annual again. That focused pretty much entirely on that because it shows that yeah they pretty much chose him as like their leader. I think they chose Floronic Man. Yeah, he. His design now looks pretty damn cool. He's the villain in Harley and Ivy, I believe, that's chasing him. It's a Floronic man. Maybe it wasn't him. It's some Does fucking he have, like, shape- sunflowers for eyes. It's some shape shifting fucking plant person that can manipulate nature and shit and wants to kill Ivy to get her out of the way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him because he's wanting to like kill. Man. He's wanting to kill, kill Ivy to get her out of the way because she is also connected to the green and to the Department of Flowers. She's so insignificant, though. She is so fucking powerful now, though, dude. It's <laughs> unreal how powerful she is ever since Heroes in Crisis. Really? Yeah, it's unreal. She's still nothing compared to Swamp Thing. She is better than Swamp Thing, and if she oh. won a Harley and Ivy, she kills him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Make you mad for a second, that's doesn't adorable. it, Stephen? <laughs> you can't kill him. <laughs> yeah, you can. No, you can't. Yeah, he's breaking neck. He's a little pussy, dude. And you'd have he's to so destroy to the entire planet. Th- even then, that wouldn't do anything. Because guess what? He can go to another reality or another planet. <laughs> he can literally grow out of someone's stomach. Yeah, he's a bitch. <laughs> Harley would easily defeat him with her baseball bat. Oh, my God. This is so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what happened in Justice 2. I was like, this is so stupid. What do you mean? Oh, like in the story? Did you play, yeah. Did you yeah. play the entire story? Mm-hmm. I was like, in what fucking world? All of them, Steven. <laughs> In what world? He's a little bitch, dude. <laughs> you need to get past it, Steven. That's adorable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but anyways, the Harley Quinn show. Overall, I really like the first episode. I love like the direction it the direction it seems to be taking. Uh, I'm curious of where they're gonna go from here now, and like what smaller characters, like you had said, come in and get like a little spotlight and stuff. I really hope that's how they do this. You mean like pretty much Batman Brave and the Bold with Harley? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wonder how much Joker... I wonder how often Joker will be around, because Alan Tudyk is voicing him, so obviously he's going to be there pretty often. I wonder how much scissoring we're going to see. <laughs> Hopefully a lot. Every, I don't know. It seemed like 
uh, Ivy was kind of flirting with Harley a little bit at the end. Oh, absolutely. I, don't know, I think they hinted at it, but and the whole didn't you say that they're going to be kind of like more mature and direct with their relationship? Yeah, but they also have come out and said that like their relationship, as far as anything beyond friendship, is not directly addressed in the first season because that's not what this is about. AKA, that was their way for DC to be like, hey, we're still pussies. We're gonna tease you as much as fucking possible to make you watch, but we're never gonna commit to anything. I don't know why they I fucking wouldn't. hate that shit. It's so goddamn annoying. But the writers themselves have said that is in their plans for the future, that they are going to completely um, like realize and solidify their relationship as a couple. Okay. Like, essentially, they've like said that, but it's just not what they're doing right now. It's kind of like they have to say it, because they first say they're, that's not what this is about, and then all the people that are watching the show are like, then why the fuck is she here? Why is Poison Ivy present? Well, I mean, what is the point? They're at least best buddies. No, but they're not best buddies. They're not. The only continuity they're best buddies in is when DC wants to be pussies. Every other time where their writers are allowed to not be little cocks about it, they're fucking married or they're together. Every time. How would they be married? What do you mean how would they be fucking married? They're yeah. married multiple times. Really? Yes. In Joker and Who Harley. Who recognized their relationship? They kidnap a priest? Do what? Do they kidnap a priest? What do you mean? Tim Six marriage is legal, Steven. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it always has been in the comic book yeah, world. They're criminals. Yeah, but who cares? I said you can't go to a court. They'd be arrested. No, they probably had a plant wedding. A tree did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. They also have, like, uh, that um, Seymour, basically, character, that plant. Oh, yeah, dude, he know. was hilarious. Her roommate. Yeah. <laughs> I did not ask for a new fucking roommate. Wait, Shut up, Frank. Seymour. No, he's a, it's Frank. He says, feed me, Seymour. Yeah. I can't remember what the hell the plant's called. In, Frank. Um, it's called Frank. And Harley Quinn? No, in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I don't fucking know. Who cares? I've never seen that shit. What? Yeah, I don't care. You're really going to criticize that movie? I've never seen it. It does not interest me at all. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> no, wait. I have seen that one. It's Pet Cemetery. I haven't seen. I have seen Little Shop of Horrors, but it's been forever. How the hell do you mix those up? Because they're both shitty Stephen King stories. I don't think Little Shop of Horrors has anything to do with Stephen King. Um, is it not a Stephen King short story? I don't think so. It's a movie. Yeah, but it's based on a story. If it is, I don't know about it. Mm, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Regardless, I saw that on TV like forever ago when I was a kid, so definitely like didn't see the whole movie because okay. it was heavily edited. <laughs> oh. I saw it when I was like 11 or 12 years old. Well, regardless, that's what that plant reminds me of. Is that? I yeah. think that's what the, I think it's supposed to do that. It's like a nod to that. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Frank was really funny, though. I liked uh, that performance. You said who voices Joker? Alan Tudyk. I don't know who that is. Uh, Dodgeball, he's the pirate. Oh, okay. Yeah, he voices like everything. All right. Yeah. I mean, I would expect Joker to pop up at least occasionally. Just I would have said Firefly. He's in Firefly and he's the pilot, but I don't think you're cool and you haven't seen that show. No, I only watch good stuff. Yeah, that show is 14 episodes in a movie and you'd probably love it. If yeah, you like Mandalorian. 14 episodes in a movie. That's why I didn't get continued. Uh, the movie came afterwards. It closes the story mm. up. If you like Mandalorian, you'll like Firefly. Mandalorian is like a ripoff of that show. Uh, it seems like a Western space flick. Which is exactly what Mandalorian is. And Firefly is like a million times better. A million times better? At minimum, if Jesus. not two million. It's amazing, dude. It's Josh Whedon at his peak. Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. The Avengers, Cabin in the Woods, Josh Whedon. It's him at his peak. That was his show. He wrote and directed it. It's the reason that everyone loves Nathan Fillion. It's because of that. And Alan Tudyk. And you're fat. Okay. <laughs> Let me just throw that in there at the end. <laughs> oh, but in the criminal insanity Joker Harley story, Joker is like this serial killer that the cops are trying to catch. So they employ. Oh, really? That's new. Right. Yeah. So they employ Harley Quinn, who is like a forensic examiner, 
to like help them on the case. And the reason that she is interested is because he killed her, her fiance, or maybe just girlfriend at the time, Poison Ivy. And that story, she came home from work one day, and Ivy was like, her throat had been slit, and she was dead in the bathtub, and Joker did it. Is this like another reality or something? Yeah, it's the criminal insanity thing. Okay. Yeah. And then in like famously in that fucking the war alternate reality thing they did, the Bombshells universe, they were fucking together in that. Then Bombshells universe? Yeah. What's that? That's the first time that Harley and Ivy kissed. That's why it was like so popular. I didn't even know they've ever done that. Yeah, and they confirmed the relationship in that, but it's an alternate reality. It was like, the, like World War One or World War Two, and all the heroes and villains were in the war fighting for different sides. Something like that. And then never heard of this. An old woman Harley, their take on this old man. Recent? No, it's been a long it's a while ago. Then their take on old man Logan, they did an old woman Harley, and in that she has a line where she talks about her past relationships and she mentioned do her, that? she mentions her ex wife Poison Ivy who has passed on. Like the, all the time. An old lady Harley. Yeah, dude, it's not very good. It's not very no, good. No, it is one hundred percent them finally taking that next step and being like, Harley Quinn is Tank Girl. And that's what that story is. She it, is it, Tank Girl. It is entirely Harley Quinn as Tank Girl. That's what it is. How so? It's based in a Mad Max like apocalyptic future, which is exactly where Tank Girl is based in. She's very her design looks similar to Tank Girl, and she acts really weirdly like Tank Girl does, really irreverent like Tank Girl does. It was a hundred percent like we're making a Tank Girl book, but we're putting Harley Quinn in it. But she's still gonna be just like Tank Girl. It was really different. I didn't like it. I only made it to like the first three out of five. Like I think it was only five issues, and I only read three of them before I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck this." That's weird. I didn't like it. But yeah, there's all these different times where they mention or they or they show that like they're together and stuff, and then they just will not do it in main continuity. It's very aggravating. <laughs> or not even main continuity because they want to keep going back and forth between her. He was in crisis Joker and her being on her own. He was in crisis as main continuity, and it was fucking quite clear the subtext there that her and Poison Ivy were romantic, were romantically involved. That is the entire reason that Harley was so upset and was trying to figure out who did it. Because her fucking lover got killed. Well, is there anything yeah. else you want to say about the show? My whole rant on that bullshit is either do it or stop pairing them up. Because it's well, Do it or stop teasing it and just confirm that they are friends and never have them flirt again. Because it's really fucking aggravating. Okay, well, I disagree. I want them to keep doing it on and off just to, just to make you mad. And I also want Rogue to never come out of the coma <laughs> during Excalibur. And if she does, I want her to be depowered. But the whole fuck you. The whole reason I ever went on that little rant was because you were talking about how like uh, Rogue becomes just depowered. She oh just stays God. a human, and she's so mad that she lost her powers that she starts actively going against the X Men and kills Gambit. You know, a portion of that story's already happened, right? Really? That Rogue goes and depowers herself. Oh, that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it I happened. Be surprised in, about that. I can't remember the storyline, but she is one of the mutants when like this drug comes out that will like cure them and it like takes their powers away she goes and does that and then in that storyline if i remember correctly her and gambit like go away together and try to start a family but then they get pulled back in of course yeah <laughs> as you are as you are no, wont to do <laughs> no characters can have peace in comic books yeah, for sure for sure and then she got her powers back through i think some weird bullshit with xavier or somebody like fucking with her mind or something who, who knows i don't know i want a story where batman's parents come back from the dead and become villains and he has to kill them <laughs> that's happened <laughs> no, sh- are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, uh, I don't think they died in the story, but Thomas Wayne becomes like this evil fucked up version of Batman, and he. Has oh, to I kill know him. that, yeah. but like Batman didn't have to kill him. Well, that's what like he's gonna have to do because Thomas Wayne's a piece of shit. Wait, he's back again? Yeah, and some talking about Flashpoint, and like, like the current Batman story, something fucking crazy just happened at the end of the Bane thing, where like fucking Thomas Wayne's Batman showed up again. Oh my god! Yeah, that sounds stupid. Mm-hmm. You think? 
I don't like the Thomas Wayne Batman thing at all. I think it's fucking very dumb. Really? Yeah, it's fucking oh, stupid. Oh my god, I love that. I hate it. This is because it's an alternate reality. Where his son dies and he becomes Batman? Yeah. Because and Martha became Joker. Oh, I didn't know about the Martha part. Oh, you didn't? If I did, I don't remember that. I love that. I'd never read that, um well, I've never read that either. I just saw it in uh the Flashpoint movie. All right, Stefan, let's get into the comics and stop talking about shitty ass swamp thing. Let's talk about some good characters. The X Men. Yeah, and uh, you know, Scott. <laughs> I know how much you love Cyclops. He's my favorite, dude. He is my absolute favorite character of all time. I love him. Mm-hmm. It's so cool that he can shoot beams from his eyes and nothing else. Yeah, they don't even produce heat. Yeah, he's yeah, so cool. <laughs> Not lame at all. Uh, this issue is definitely a lot better than the first X Men. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, all right, so now let's talk about Marauders. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This was the one with the islands meeting, right? Yeah, yeah. Where Araco and Krakoa are trying to... Araco? Yeah. I think that's how you say it. A- A-R-A-K-K-O? I'd say Araco. Araco, whatever. Araco and Krakoa are trying to come back together. That's like the the entire issue. That's what's happening. Pretty much. All right. Yeah. Marauders. And they, uh, they find that information out. So Cyclops sets off to go figure out what's going on. And he takes his two of his children, Prestige and Cable, with him. I really two, love two out of his twenty. Yeah, two of his twenty. I love that we got an issue that focused so heavily on Rachel Summers. I love that character. I know nothing about her. Her name is Prestige. What she do? Oh, I mean, she's apparently she has some sort. Okay, apparently she has some sort of telekinetic powers. Yeah, and she also or, uh, uh, sorry, telepathic powers. Telepathic, and she helped with the Krokoan language. She's the one that helps, either helps or does it herself. Imprints she talks the to language. That summer, or she, that summoner. Yeah, but she imprints the language on like everyone that comes to Krokoa. I thought that was a cipher. She helps with that. That's what they're talking about in this issue. Okay. That's how, yeah, whenever that summoner shows up and they Where'd can't... Where'd she get those little kitty cat whiskers? The, the things on her face? Yeah. I think it's from Becoming Prestige, but I can't remember. You're so informative. Or not Prestige. She was um, Penance, I think, for a little while, and maybe that's where it came from, but I can't remember. Anyways, you're a fat idiot. So yeah, while they're there on the island, they encounter this new creature that we haven't seen before called a High Summoner that apparently can just like summon monsters and demons. Cool. Pretty elite monsters and demons, right? Yeah, it seems like it, considering that like those like Cyclops, Prestige, and Cable tried to battle them and they were fucking losing. Like that fight was not going well. That was for the story, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> but come on, now Cyclops. Well, is he Omega only level. summoned those. He shoots beams from his eyes, Stephen. Well, yeah, but beyond that, uh, <laughs> that summoner only fought them because. Dumbass uh, Cable gave him a grenade. Yeah, as, Cable's a fucking idiot. <laughs> as a present, and then he's like, "Oh," clicks the button. I don't know anything about Cable, for the most part, but I thought he was at least remotely like intelligent. When he's older, he is, but this is young Cable, so he's kind of dumb. <laughs> the amount of training he's had, and he's still just a fucking idiot. <laughs> Apparently, okay. He's like, oh, I don't know what I was expecting. He gave there. the damn thing a gift, and he gave it a grenade. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and then when they talk about it later, Cable is like, uh, "You weren't supposed to activate it." <laughs> and the summoner's like, "Does gift mean something different in your language?" <laughs> he's like, yes, because we both disagree that I had a very bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I've made some very bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, while they're fighting the monsters, they can't communicate with this summoner. So Rachel downloads like Krokoan into it, so then it can speak to them. And then it has like this really cool conversation with Cyclops, where it asks him like, "Do you love someone?" And Cyclops, very much alluding to like orgies, is like, "Yeah, let's just say for this instance, I love a single someone." It's like, yeah, because he'd be fucking like twelve different people right now, huh? Everybody's trying to make some little mutant babies. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, like, "Well, nobody's pregnant yet." Yeah, right. <laughs> and then so the summoner 
equates love between like two people where there's like one person that you just feel like you're drawn to that you have to be with to what the islands are doing. And then they come together and they meld together and like their branches and vines and shit are all intermixing and they're like having sex apparently because Rachel's like, are the islands? <laughs> What's going on here? Well, did, like, didn't they form like a super volcano? I think it was already a super volcano on the island. That's what was drawing them to it. Did, did it erupt? It was a rep- no, sorry, right <laughs> after they formed this. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. We're fucking leaving. <laughs> Gross. So after that happens, the summoner like leaves them. I'm like, what the fuck are you going? And he's like, I'm not going anywhere because this is where I live now. And I live here because he is here. And they're like, okay, who the fuck is that? It's A. Yeah, it's A. <laughs> it's A. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I, I, love the, I love the look of it, but I hate that it's like, I don't know how to say that. Yeah, I think we're still just supposed to call him Apocalypse. Yeah, right. But... But he, so he's talking about Apocalypse, and then Apocalypse shows up and talks to the summoner. And the summoner says that, like, they had all tried to fight for him, but, like, a bunch of them died, but they'll, he'll, like, never stop fighting for him or whatever. And he's like, of course you won't because you're my child. And he's like, so his tell grandchild. me. His grandchild. Is it his grandchild? Yeah, because he said, which one of my uh, That's right. children was your mother? Was your mother, yeah. war. And, it's, and, yeah, war was his mom, Apocalypse's mm-hmm. daughter, one of, the, uh, one of the horsemen. So then Apocalypse, like, hugs him, and he was like, will you save us? The summoner asked him, Apocalypse, it's like, yeah, I'm going to save all my children of Krokoa and of fucking Arako. Arako. And then the issue ends. And it's like, oh, so, all right, Apocalypse is about to just fuck everything up. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. What do you think the implications are for the fact that the, the islands have now met already? I really don't know. That happened oh, way wait, sooner than I thought. I thought that story would come way later. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. That happened, was, that was very this is the quick. first story arc. I happened. I expected this to happen a ways down the road. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what the fuck we're, we're doing now. Because I'm pretty sure that Krakoa has all its defenses on there. Yeah, and so... And so now I assume Maine, if they wanted to, could pretty much just be camped right outside their door. Yeah, on like Arako or whatever. Yeah. Or Erico, whatever. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but maybe since they're one now that it's still only mutants can enter Even all of them. Even though Maine has apparently already gotten past their defenses by... Uh, yeah, X Force confirmed what you said. Oh, I know. They skinned uh, the fuck out of Domino. Domino. Yeah, and patched it on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, good lord, that was man. Fucking that was brutal. messed up. That was brutal. <laughs> Woo. X Force is such a good story right now. I also love how easily they found her. Because oh, like Domino? Wolverine's just killing all these people. He's like, fine, find her. He turns one corner. Like, oh, found her. She's <laughs> right here. <laughs> we didn't have to go far. Also, like, Wolverine has to get. I assume that that might be where his like solo story begins. It's like he he's killed several people already. He's broken their like they're oh one, the law they're already? one of three laws. Yeah. They well, have no, three laws. The uh, mutants will harm no man is like he's out there killing them because they've captured one of their own. Right? It's like he's Still, got no choice. I didn't think you're supposed to kill people. It's not like he's going off on a killing spree. That's what they're talking about. Oh. Like unjustly killing people. They're. Technically, in that moment, defending themselves and trying to retrieve one of their own. Oh, so they're talking about how they have that one person still alive that they're, like, torturing slash, like, interrogating. Yeah, that was rough. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Gene came in to talk to him. That shit was fucked up. I like that shit. Dude, the way that, oh, my God, the way that they're writing Gene, and that's the best way she's been written. What do you think about amazing. how they're writing Kid Omega? I don't, I'm not a fan of Kid Omega, but I liked him in that. He was funny. He seems like a very obnoxious character. He is, and that's why a lot of people don't like him. He's really obnoxious. He seems like Riddler, but with like mutant powers. And it's annoying that he's Omega level too. So he's like infinitely powerful. He is Omega level. He's, that's why he's call, he calls himself Kid Omega because he's Omega level. I assume so. But was he in that list of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. His is, name is Quentin. What's Quir- he do? Quentin Choir. He's uh the Omega level telekinetic, I think. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a beast power wise, but he's also like fucking annoying. He seems relatively evil. 
He seems to have the power or the mindset that Magneto used to have. He does. It's like, we are superior. He went to the Xavier Institute. He used to always be drawn with this T-shirt on that said Magneto was right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he always Jesus. used to wear. He's a little cocksucker, but at times he can be funny, and he was funny in this one. I liked him and Wolverine's banter. Wolverine was just like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'll stab you in the face. Like, you don't understand who I am. I will kill you. I don't care. Was he invisible? Who? Kid Omega? Quiet? No, I don't think so. Okay. I can't remember how they met, so I thought he just kind of popped up out of nowhere. Because he was on the same trail as Wolverine. He was leaving the place Wolverine was coming to. I mean, okay. like, I've already been here and looked at all of it. Yeah, all right. And then when they got that place with some kind of power dampening thing going on that was, like, stopping him from using his powers, but Wolverine's calls yeah. aren't powers, so he just killed everybody. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's like, hey, not my power. He out for a while. Yeah, he was, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. I don't have powers. And he's like, Wolverine's like, calm the fuck down, kid. I've been here before. <laughs> I just kill things. We're good. All right, so Marauders. Yeah, so that was X-Force 2. <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly. We haven't talked about uh, X-Force 1. Uh, Xavier died. Xavier died. The issue ends. Yet again, that's what unites mutants. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> Shockers. For the fucking third time, I think. And then we get Marauders 2, which I thought this was a really fucking great issue. I really like this one. I didn't one. care for this one nearly as much as the first one. Really? I mean, I yeah, I like the first one more. But I, this one was I really good. I did love the fact that when uh, they were kind of stalking the Marauders, seeing what they're doing, and they're talking about, like, unless they're having meetings inside these gay clubs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we know what they're doing or whatever. Right. Yeah, it just kind of showed them all dancing. Uh, Storm was dancing with someone, too, so. Yeah, Storm be getting down. I don't know if uh, T'Challa knows about that. <laughs> I, I don't think they're, he, I don't I don't think they're think together right now. Are they not? I don't think so. Have they been separated since Avengers vs. X-Men? Maybe. I don't remember. Okay. The, weren't they, didn't they get married or were they supposed to get married or something like that? I thought they were married. I thought so, too. I thought because, so too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that's what we need. No, that fucking they, power no, they couple. They were married because at some point, I think it might have been during Avengers and X-Men. She's like, what are you doing, husband, or what, uh, something? I can't remember what mm. the hell she says, but he's like, we got divorced or whatever. He's like, but only the high priest can do that. He's like, yeah, so I made myself the high priest <laughs> or whatever. I was like, wow, that's fucking cold. <laughs> Well, that's quite an abuse of power they're in it. Yeah. I do a lot of people fucking hate that crossover. Avengers vs. X-Men. I thought it was overall decent. I haven't read again, it in so long. That was the last time I think Xavier died. Yeah, but then he probably died in the next series, you remember, too. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you remember who killed him? Uh-uh. Cyclops. Oh. Because it was the Phoenix. Oh, yeah, I think that's what led into everyone hating his ass. Yes, cause yeah. he became a fucking big villain. Yeah. Because, like, the Phoenix Force got shattered and it was put into uh, five the, different the people. Phoenix Five. It was Cyclops. Magic. Magic, Colossus. Oh, damn it. Hold on. Uh, Magic, Colossus, Cyclops. Emma Frost. Emma Frost, that's right. And who was the last one? Man, that's oh. super disappointing. I think uh, it's kind of funny how the Phoenix Five, only five people get it, but it goes into brother and sister, Colossus and Magic. How convenient. Are they relatives? Yeah. Magic's yeah, his little sister. constantly forget that. Well, regardless, I know that they all individually end up getting defeated, and it all goes into Cyclops at the end. And I can't remember. I guess, like, Xavier provoked him, I think, and he just killed him. So Yeah, but Xavier's a little bitch. <laughs> I think the whole reason that why they fought is because, like, the Phoenix Force is coming back. The Avengers, of course, is trying to repel it because they think it's, like, a force of death and stuff. And well, I mean, it kind of is. Well, yeah, for the most part. <laughs> But the mutants were like... They weren't fully wrong. But the mutants needed this. This is their time to hopefully get their numbers back up and stuff. Fucking Namor. God dang it. Oh, of course. Like one of, those, one of the greatest mutants of all time. How do we forget about that? Someone that's already significantly powerful, but with that... No, he's just kind of strong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Namor's a gangster. That's my dudes. I cannot wait for him to come back to an X-Men story. Ugh. Well, soon. Yeah, well, we already know what it means when he shows up. War. Yeah, it means like there's no other options. We're killing everybody. Yeah. 
That was my favorite single scene from all of uh, House and Powers. Was really? The Namor scene where he's like, get the fuck out of here with your childish, immature, stupid little bullshit you're doing. Come back when you're serious and know what it means when you do it. I was like, oh my God, fucking Namor. I liked Moira. Dude, Moira's a beast too. I cannot wait for her solo. It comes Me out too. in January or February, right? What's it called? Moira X? That's probably just called, yeah, probably. I think so. Fuck, dude, I'm loving the re like the reinvention of Mora of what she is now. She's so dope. I never knew what she was before, so she was just a human that supported mutants and was romantically romantically involved with Xavier for a while. She helped form the institute and the school and everything. She's always been like a behind the scenes, really influential character that wasn't center stage often. And then now she's like one of the most important characters in all of X Men, maybe the most important character at the moment. I say she is. Yeah. Either her or Cyclops. Because if she dies, everything restarts again. It's either her or Cyclops. He shoots beams from his eyes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Marauders 2, man, we get it opens with Emma Frost asking the Cuckoo sisters, of all people, if they want to take the Red Throne, and they turn her down. Shocker. Surprised she even asked them, probably just because of their closeness, because they are like her, oddly in some weird way, they're her daughters, because they're like clones of her. Yeah. I love the Cuckoo sisters, man. They're fucking nuts. There was an X-23 story that focused on them really heavily. That was really fucking cool in one of her solos. And then after that, we get Emma and uh, Sebastian Shaw arguing over the Red Throne. And he wants to know, like, what the plan is. And she don't want to tell him anything. And he's getting, like, really fucking aggravated that she's, like, speaking down to him all the time. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're a conniving piece of shit. And she knows that. And she's about to tell you about it. And then we see Kate and the Marauders uh, attack some ship. And they get on it. And they're, like, beating the fuck out of everybody. And throughout the dialogue with whoever it is that's, like, running that ship, we find out that they are taking Krokoan drugs to an undisclosed place that they're not supposed to be going to. It's like a black market deal on the black market. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a sub-black market deal. And they're doing this in secret for Sebastian Shaw. Shocker, he's doing some nefarious bullshit. Never Never could have seen that coming. Ever. Uh, I mean, I didn't know who the hell this guy was for the longest while I was reading this. He's a He's been a villain a bunch of times for the X-Men. He's a huge proponent of being like against mutants, and now he is a mutant, so he's part of their cause, I guess. What, now he is a mutant? Yeah, he's a mutant now. He didn't used to be? No, not always. I believe, and I'm going to get shit on for this if I'm wrong, but I believe that Mr. Sinister made him one. That's weird. Through like gene, like gene splicing. I believe. I could be wrong. I don't remember exactly how it happened. Okay, so I was wrong about uh, Sebastian Shaw. I just wanted to look that up. I think he always has been a mutant. His power is to absorb raw energy and turn it into strength, like physical strength, so he can just get super fucking strong. And he's always associated with the Hellfire Club. So him and Emma are always at odds. I think I'm just confusing, like, the fucking stupid-ass portrayal of him in the movie, First Class, with, like, reality. Oh, okay. Yeah. You didn't like that movie? No, yeah, it's a great movie, but they did a terrible job of adapting him as a villain. Okay. Yeah, because he's just a fucking human. He's just Kevin Bacon. He's just Kevin Bacon. He's just Kevin Bacon. He's real smart, so he's just Kevin Bacon. But anyways, yeah, you're saying Kate's like super bad. Yeah, she's badass as fuck in this series. Kitty? Her name's Kitty. Fuck being Kate. She doesn't like that, dude. I don't give a fuck what she likes. She put a gun in your I'm going to mansplain to her why her name is Kitty. Okay, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I I really fucking, I'm not for that change. That's the one thing that they've done so far in X-Men that I'm like vehemently opposed to. (laughs) <laughs> it's her being called Kate, not Kitty. We don't even call her Shadow Cat anymore. That's pretty sexist of you, like, dude. You're trying to like lower her down to like that status of an animal. Only because he's a female. Okay, yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. Like we don't even give her a cute pet name. <laughs> we don't even call her cat, Shadow Cat anymore, which is fucking annoying. It's just Kate. Like if we're not gonna call her Kitty, let's call her Shadow Cat because that's a dope ass mutant name. It's too edgy. 
Dude, fucking awesome. It's like a 13-year-old girl's like Facebook password. Yeah, Shadow Cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kitty's password, Shadow Cat. <laughs> <laughs> and also her last name is Pride. And she's bisexual. Oh, there is wa- she? Yeah. There wasn't some... Uh, that was thought about beforehand. Who who she date? She dated Colossus, right? Yeah, she almost fucking married his dumbass. Thank God she left him at the fucking altar. And she was with Peter Quill. No. Yeah, she was. I know. Okay. <laughs> they almost got married. So what girl has she dated? Oh, by the way, Nick, uh, what did Master Yoda say when he saw himself in 4K? What? Hmm. HDMI. <laughs> this is your last episode. Th- that's that's going in the cast, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely going <laughs> in the cast. It was that fucking bad. How Everyone I've told that joke that's like, it's just been like, that's so like cringy. That is a good joke. Fuck you, man. Or I'm only laughing this hard because I'm a dad now. So it was heavily innuendoed that Ileana, who was Magic, and Kitty Pride were in a relationship together. During a storyline when Magic died, it like fucked Kitty up and shattered her and like shattered her world. And she repeatedly and continually referenced how fucked up, like how much it fucked her up that Magic died. Like much, much more than it would for someone that was just a friend. Like it was the writer Chris. Claremont's intention to drive that home to be like there's a reason why she's so upset and then after that she's also been like romantically linked to Rachel Summers of all people that I did not know so yeah but this How article did date all three of the cuckoos there's five cuckoos what? oh there was I think there's only four now one of them died in X-23's solo but I don't know if that's uh, if she's still dead or not we only saw four in this issue oh yeah because the fourth person there was Emma yeah so maybe there's only three of them now yeah, Kitty's bisexual, and she's been linked with like a number of different people. This article I was trying to get through to find stuff in is super fucking long, but it's called, which I really don't like the title of it, and I'm gonna read it later. Why the erasure of Kitty? Uh, why the erasure of queer Kitty Pride matters? I really hope they haven't like retconned her sexuality to make her straight, so she can marry Colossus, because she can be bisexual and marry a man. No, dude, that's not how it works. <laughs> you gotta, you have to marry two people. <laughs> if you're bisexual, you must marry. Two people. Yes. And if you're pansexual, you have to marry one of everything you ever come across. Yep. Yep. That's how it has to happen. <laughs> Asexuals got to marry themselves. Like, that's how it works. Sorry for you. This is the rules. So anyways, yeah, they fucked that ship up. They they set that shit on fire and watch it capsize in the background. And they're like, all right, peace. And that dude, even like the, the captain of that ship that they're attacking, even says something like, are we going to save the drug? And she's like, no. And Kitty tells him, no, like, those have to get lost too. That's the price. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they they just burned that whole fucking thing down. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think she takes them. And then after they do that, we go back to Emma and Shaw still arguing. And Emma reveals that she knows about what he was doing. And she tells him that she has sent the marauders. Or I, I think she just tells him she has sent people there to like stop what he was doing. And he's not going to give them money from that. It's like he's always been kind of a force working against mutantdom. And that can't happen anymore. we got to be like united now. So you can't be making this money under the table behind our backs. Like, this could fuck us up in the future. You're not allowed to do that. And then, moreover, she tells him that he can't, that he doesn't get a say pretty much in the Red Throne. Because she can't deal with her vote being outvoted two to one every time because of whatever floozy he's sleeping with that week that he makes the Red Queen. So he doesn't get an option. And she's already found somebody, and he's, like, pissed off about that. And then we get a quick cut back to see Bishop find the Marauders to inform them of Xavier's death from X-Force 1. And then we see the Marauders uh, get to their destination, and there's this nice, huge boat there that somebody, I think Pyro's like, we should fucking steal that. Kitty's like, we don't have to. It's our new boat. So they have this new, like, 
cruise liner looking thing almost with fucking guns and shit on it that they're going to travel in. And Kitty leaves them from there. And she's like, hey, I got somewhere to go. And she shows up to the office building that Emma and Sebastian Shaw are in because they're not in Krakoa. They're in like the London office or something. Yeah. And Kitty shows up and she's like, I'm the Red Queen, bitch. Yep. And that's how it ends. Yep. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. So the biggest surprise of all of X-Men so far is that Kitty's the Red Queen. Nobody saw that coming. Ever. And I believe you mentioned that was going to happen in, like, one of our house issues. Yeah, dude, like the third issue or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody has fucking known this. But then we get a really interesting page. Yeah, she's dressed like a straight-up pirate. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to cosplay as her now. Oh, 100%. Absolutely, dude. I'm loving pirate uh, Kate Pride. Yeah. So there's her big old black eye. Yeah, dude. Somehow. I, love, I love that shit and tape around her nose. Yeah. Well, she didn't have the tape in the last one, I think. Which is, uh, Did she not? The one thing I thought was weird is I'm like, she still has a black eye, but I guess her nose is fixed now. <laughs> she just uh, phased it into being uh, I like correct. that, though. Oh, she, oh for, forgot. We forgot to mention. They all got tattoos. Yeah, and Pyro got one over his face. Did he got an entire face tattoo. <laughs> like I was a like, skull. what the hell <laughs> was this guy thinking? Dude, Pyro's a nutcase, Apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of them except for Iceman, right? He didn't get one? Yeah, because his entire body's coated in ice. Yeah. It would probably freeze the ink out or something. Yeah. But yeah, she got um, hold fast tuck, uh, on her knuckles. Mm-hmm. Did Storm get one? Because she was with them. I don't think so. I don't remember her getting one. I remember Pyro getting that big ass tattoo on his face <laughs> and then Kitty getting the knuckle tattoo. That was just like, my God. like. <laughs> and he was laughing that while it was happening. That blew me away. I was like, they really gave this motherfucker a full-on face <laughs> tattoo. Like, what were they thinking? <laughs> and it's like the, uh, this Punisher-esque looking skull yes. on his face. I was like, you oh. can't take that back. That is what, like, that's what a felon gets. <laughs> it would have been hilarious if after he got that, he tried to walk through the portal and it just wouldn't let him through. It's like, nope, you're an idiot. Can't come back. <laughs> yeah, she got hold and fast on both of her uh, hands. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. It's but something. She's punk now. Dude, yeah, she's dope as fuck. Always has been. But then we get this really interesting page about the hierarchy in the Hellfire Treading Club. And we have the three monarchs, the white Emma Frost, the black Sebastian Shaw, and the red Kate Pride. But above them is the Lord Imperial, which is vacant. And then below them, there's like three bishops, which only one is filled out, and I can't remember who it was. And below them, there's like three other things, and none of those are filled out. So there's all these other seats in the Hellfire Club that we still haven't found yet. And then there's a Lord Imperial above all of them, which I would have thought that would be Emma. But apparently there's going to be somebody else at some point in time that is the head of all of them. But I don't know the importance of all those chairs, though. It's to run the company. So the three monarchs run it as a unit right now. And I remember her saying something previously about, like, there won't be a Lord Imperial until, like, everything is stable. Until they've stabilized, which so there'll never be one with Sebastian Shaw there. Okay, <laughs> it will not be stable. He's the deepest little fucker. But overall, I really like Marauders too. I'm loving this series, loving this series so far. The first one was better than the second one, but I like it. Oh yeah, same here. And X Men was the other way around. The second one was better than the first one by leaps and bounds. Yeah, it actually took me by a big surprise. The only thing I haven't read so far is Fallen Angels too. That's my favorite one of all of them. Really? Dude, it's fucking Damn. Dope. That's my favorite single issue of all of these so far. Oh, and that's my favorite not series. For it at all. Dude, Josh is a little bitch though. <laughs> Couldn't agree with you more. I don't know if if you'll care for it as much either because it's all about Kawan and, and Psylocke, and if you don't really know that history, it's not going to mean as much. I mean, I'm interested to find out. Read about their history, and this this book makes more sense. All right, cool. It's really fucking good. I like it. Plus, it features Young Cable not as a laughing goofball moron like he is in X-Men. <laughs> he's a little more hardened. Like, he's still that personality, but he's a little more hardened. And uh, fucking X-23. So that, that's always dope. 
Yeah, uh, that second issue was really dope. I really liked it. But anyways, you got anything else you want to add? Um, game more weight. Cool. Right, mm-hmm. so that's going to be it for this week for Omega Level. We appreciate you tuning in and checking us eight. Make sure to give us those five-star ratings. Tell all of your friends about us. And we'll see you next week. Bye.